section thirty three of england scotland ireland and wales this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox org the world story volume ten england scotland ireland and wales edited by eva march tappan section thirty three the royal visit to oxford seventeen eighty six by madame d'arblay the success of madame d'arblay's novels had been so pronounced that as macaulay says she was on the highest pinnacle of fame but when she became an attendant upon the queen the pleasures and rewards of literary work were no longer for her macaulay pictures the honours which would have been bestowed upon her at oxford if she had come as frances burney but now she was merely an adjunct to the royal train and as he says she had the honour of entering oxford in the last of a long train of carriages which formed the royal procession of walking after the queen all day through refectories and chapels and of standing half dead with fatigue and hunger while her august mistress was seated at an excellent cold collation the following is francis burney's own account of the closing hours of the visit the editor at christ church college where we arrived at about three o'clock in a large hall there was a cold collation prepared for their majesties and the princesses it was at the upper end of the hall i could not see of what it consisted though it would have been very agreeable after so much standing and sauntering to have given my opinion of it in an experimental way their majesties and the princesses sat down to this table as well satisfied i believe as any of their subjects so to do the duchess of ancaster and lady harcourt stood behind the chairs of the queen and the princess royal there were no other ladies of sufficient rank to officiate for princess augusta and elizabeth lord harcourt stood behind the king's chair and the vice-chancellor and the headmaster of christ church with salvers in their hands stood near the table and ready to hand to the three noble waiters whatever was wanted while the other reverend doctors and learned professors stood aloof equally ready to present to the chancellor and the master whatever they were to forward we meanwhile untitled attendants stood at the other end of the room forming a semicircle and all strictly facing the royal collationers we consisted of the miss vernons thrown out here as much as their humble guests colonel fairley major price general harcourt and though i know not why lady charlotte bertie with all the inferior professors in their gowns and some too much frightened to advance of the upper degrees these with miss planta mr haggett and myself formed this attendant semicircle the time of this collation was spent very pleasantly to me at least to whom the novelty of the scene rendered it entertaining it was agreed that we must all be absolutely famished unless we could partake of some refreshment as we had breakfasted early and had no chance of dining before six or seven o'clock a whisper was soon buzzed through the semicircle of the deplorable state of our appetite apprehensions and presently it reached the ears of some of the worthy doctors immediately a new whisper was circulated which made its progress with great vivacity to offer us whatever we would wish and to beg us to name what we chose 
tea coffee and chocolate were whispered back the method of producing and the means of swallowing them were much more difficult to settle than the choice of what was acceptable major price and colonel fairly however seeing a very large table close to the wainscot behind us desired our refreshments might be privately conveyed there behind the semicircle and that while all the group backed very near it one at a time might feed screened by all the rest from observation i suppose i need not inform you my dear susan that to eat in presence of any of the royal family is as much or du sage as to be seated this plan had speedy success and the very good doctor soon by slight degrees and with watchful caution covered the whole table with tea coffee chocolate cakes and bread and butter the further plan however of one at a time feasting and the rest fasting and standing sentinels was not equally approved there was too much eagerness to seize the present moment and too much fear of a sudden retreat to give patience for slow a proceeding we could do no more therefore than stand in a double row with one to screen one throughout the troop and in this manner we were all very plentifully and very pleasantly served the duchess of ancaster and lady harcourt as soon as the first serving attendance was over were dismissed from the royal chairs and most happy to join our group and partake of our repast the duchess extremely fatigued with standing drew a small body of troops before her that she might take a few minutes rest on a form by one of the doors and lady charlotte Bertie did the same to relieve an ankle which she had unfortunately sprained poor miss burney exclaimed the good-natured duchess i wish she could sit down for she is unused to this work she does not know yet what it is to stand for five hours following as we do the beautiful window of sir joshua reynolds and mr jervis in new college would alone have recovered me had my fatigue been infinitely more serious in one of the colleges i stayed so long in an old chapel lingering over antique monuments that all the party were vanished before i missed them except doctors and professors for we had a train of those everywhere and i was then a little surprised by the approach of one of them saying you seem inclined to abide with us miss burney and then another in an accent of facetious gallantry cried no no don't let us shut up miss burney among old tombs no no after this many of the good doctors occasionally spoke to me when there happened to be an opportunity how often did i wish my dear father amongst them they considered me as a doctor's daughter and were almost excessively courteous handing and pointing and showing me about as much as possible in another college while miss planta and myself were hanging a little back at the entrance into a small cedar chapel that would not much more than hold the royal family and their immediate suite the duchess of ancaster who took every opportunity to show me civilities and distinguished me came down the steps and made me ascend them to return with her when she called to her daughter and in the most obliging terms introduced me to her with many kind speeches of her wish that we should cultivate much acquaintance lady charlotte is very handsome and has a very good figure she unfortunately lisps very much which at first never prejudices in favour of the understanding but i have conversed with her too little to know anything more of her than that she is well-bred and seems to have a large portion internally of the good-natured and obliging disposition of her mother at the town-hall 
an address was presented by the mayor and corporation of the city of oxford to the king which the mayor read the king took off his hat and bowed and received the address after hearing it but returned no answer nor has his majesty made any except to the oxford university though they have since poured in upon him from every part of the kingdom the mayor was then knighted i think it was in trinity college that we saw the noblest library i have ever happened to enter for tis but little my dear susan i have seen of sights here we had now court scenery in which i acted but an uncourtier-like part the queen and princesses had seats prepared for them which after a stroll up and down the library they were glad i believe to occupy the ladies of their suite were then graciously ordered by her majesty to be seated as there was not here the state or public appearance that was observed at the theatre and in the college where the refreshments were given as to the poor men they must never sit in the presence of the queen be they whom they will or what they will so they were fain to stand it out miss planta glided away behind a pillar and being there unseen was able to lounge a little she was dreadfully tired so was everybody but myself for me my curiosity was so awake to everything that i seemed insensible to all inconvenience i could not in such a library prevail with myself to so modest a retirement as miss planta's i considered that the queen had herself ordered my attendance in this expedition and i thought myself very well privileged to make it as pleasant as i could i therefore stole softly down the room to the farther end and there amused myself with examining what books were within reach of my eyes and with taking down and looking into all such as were also within reach of my understanding this was very pleasant sport to me and had we stayed there till midnight would have kept me from weariness in another college we saw so many and in such quick succession that i recollect not any by name though all by situation i saw a performance of courtly etiquette by lady charlotte birdie that seemed to me as difficult as any feat i ever beheld even at astley's or hughes's it was in an extremely large long spacious apartment the king always led the way out as well as in upon all entrances and exits but here for some reason that i know not the queen was handed out first and the princesses and the aide-de-camp and a query followed the king was very earnest in conversation with some professor the attendants hesitated whether to wait or follow the queen but presently the duchess of ancaster being near the door slipped out and lady harcourt after her the miss vernons who were but a few steps from them went next but lady charlotte by chance happened to be very high up in the room and near to the king had i been in her situation i had surely waited till his majesty went first but that would not i saw upon this occasion have been etiquette she therefore faced the king and began a march backwards her ankle already sprained and to walk forward and even leaning upon an arm was painful to her nevertheless back she went perfectly upright without one stumble without ever looking once behind to see what she might encounter and with as graceful a motion and as easy an air as i ever saw anybody enter a long room she retreated i am sure full twenty yards backwards out of one for me i was also unluckily at the upper end of the room looking at some portraits of founders and one of henry the seventh in particular from holbein however as soon as i perceived what was going forward backward rather i glided near the wainscot lady charlotte i should mention made her retreat along the very middle of the room 
and having paced a few steps backwards stopped short to recover and while i seemed examining some other portrait disentangled my train from the heels of my shoes and then proceeded a few steps only more and then observing the king turn another way i slipped a yard or two at a time forwards and hastily looked back and then was able to go again according to rule and in this manner by slow and varying means i at length made my escape miss planta stood upon less ceremony and fairly ran off since that time however i have come on prodigiously by constant practice in the power and skill of walking backwards without tripping up my own heels feeling my head giddy or treading my train out of the platz accidents very frequent among novices in that business and i have no doubt but that in the course of a few months i shall arrive at all possible perfection in the true court retrograde motion in another college in an old chapter house i had the opportunity to see another court scene it was nearly round in shape and had various old images and ornaments we were all taken in by the doctor's attendant and the party with doctors and all nearly filled it but finding it crowded everybody stood upon the less ceremony and we all made our examinations of the various contents of the room quite at our ease till suddenly the king and queen perceiving two very old-fashioned chairs were placed at the head of the room for their reception graciously accepted them and sat down nothing could exceed the celerity with which all confusion instantly was over and the most solemn order succeeded to it chairs were presented to the three princesses by the side of the queen and the duchess of ancaster and lady harcourt planted themselves at their backs while lady charlotte instantly retreated close to the wall and so did every creature else in the room all according to their rank or station and the royal family remained conspicuous and alone all crowd dispersed and the space of almost the whole room unoccupied before them so close to the walls did everybody respectfully stand the last college we visited was cardinal wolsey's an immense fabric while roving about a very spacious apartment mr f came behind me and whispered that i might easily slip into a small parlour to rest a little while almost everybody else having taken some opportunity to contrive themselves a little sitting but myself i assured him very truly i was too little tired to make it worth while but poor miss planter was so woefully fatigued that i could not on her account refuse to be of the party he conducted us into a very neat little parlour belonging to the master of the college and miss planter flung herself on a chair half dead with weariness mr f was glad of the opportunity to sit for a moment also for my part i was quite alert alas my dear susan tis my mind that is so weak and so open to disorder my body i really find when it is an independent person very strong and capable of much exertion without suffering from it mr f now produced from a paper repository concealed in his coat pocket some apricots and bread and insisted upon my eating but i was not inclined to the repast and saw he was half famished himself so was poor miss planta however he was so persuaded i must both be as hungry and as tired as himself that i was forced to eat an apricot to appease him presently while we were in the midst of this regale the door suddenly opened and the queen came in followed by as many attendants as the room would contain up we all started myself alone not discountenanced for i really think it quite respect sufficient never to sit down in the royal presence without aiming at having it supposed that i have stood bolt upright ever since i have been admitted to it quick into our pockets was crammed our bread and close into our hands was squeezed our fruit by which i discovered that our appetites were to be supposed annihilated at the same time that our strength was to be invincible 
very soon after this we were joined by the king and in a few minutes we all paraded forth to the carriages and drove back to Newnham. end of section thirty three this recording is in the public domain